Between the Lies podcast. From the lowest lows. Gotta do what I can to turn this shit around. Episode 7. I'm up at 6 a.m. in the morning, morning. Sorting through all your warnings. I want the cars and the bitches, I want the fame and fortune I need that Ric Flair drip just like the Four Horsemen Feeling like I'm Manzella, I don't need your endorsements Yeah, funny how you used to be my right hand man And all that shit went left, now you're someone I can't stand I know you say you got reasons, a bunch I can't understand This isn't part of the plan, then we supposed to be fair we rel- And welcome back to the Between the Lies podcast Where we deep dive into whatever wicked or warped subject we might find our way into As always, I am your host, and today I want to go into one of the original subjects that got me into conspiracy, and not only that, just my tendency to look way deeper into things than I was before, and that's become a theme in my life. Sometimes it's a pro, sometimes it's a con, but nonetheless, as always, I am your host. Today we are going to cover the topic of Satanism in the entertainment industry. This will also tie into some of the theories about celebrities and MK Ultra, which is something I deep dive into on the original version of the Between the Lies podcast. Specifically, I talked about the example of Kanye West and some of the oddities that have pointed to him possibly being under some type of mind control. I've even heard theories that he's a clone. Do I personally believe those theories? I don't necessarily believe the clone theories. I guess I'm open to them. I don't see too much evidence, but I do think that there's enough evidence to say that he's been under some control for a long time. Also goes into Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, entertainers like that. So how this all started was recently I posted a video on TikTok. My TikTok is Between the Lies podcast, no spaces, no numbers, Um, talking about in the video how most, if not all, of the entertainment industry is inherently evil. I was surprised to still see a few comments blatantly denying the existence of Satanism and evil in the entertainment industry altogether. Now, for most of us who've been into conspiracy for a long time, this would be one of the more subtle and calmed down theories when you take a look at the general spectrum of conspiracy theories in 2023. I will remind everybody that most of these conspiracy theories end up true, so I actually would like to find a new name for them other than conspiracy theory, but for now I'm kind of stuck with it. Nonetheless, I still find myself fascinated with this particular topic. As always, the goal of the Between the Lies podcast is to wake people up to the truth and read between the lines, read between the lies of what's actually going on in the world. So let's get started with maybe the most blatant example of Satanism in the entertainment industry today, at least in my personal opinion. Little Uzi burst onto the hip-hop and rap scene in 2016 with a track entitled Money Longer. Since then, he has been a staple of music and is referred to by people 10 years younger than me, some more, as one of the greatest rappers alive. Now, I flat out would say he's absolutely not one of the best rappers alive, but that's a debate for another day. Let's point out some of the blatant examples of how Little Uzi's music, as well as his general persona, is an attempt to normalize Satanism, as well as bring these themes into the lives of the listeners, who, of course, are most times blind to that and blind to the truth in terms of the intent behind some of this music and entertainment, and we'll go into that as well. But first off, let's analyze his name, Little Uzi Vert. Now say it twice fast, we'll do it together. Little Uzi Vert. Little Uzi Vert. Now, the more you say his full stage name out loud, it starts to become the word Lucifer. Now, people could say that that's pure coincidence, but not when you sit back and contemplate and think about the fact 
that every single part of an artist or actor's or influencer's image is gone over with a fine-tooth comb. Once you realize that literally everything they do is analyzed before they do it in terms of marketing teams, etc., to find the right thing to say in the right situation to represent the right brand, etc., once you realize that, you'll understand that there are way too many coincidences in entertainment that align with Satanism, and it's just getting blatant at this point. Now, as we always say, how many coincidences is it until it's mathematically impossible to be a coincidence at all? And that is certainly a main theme of the Between the Lies podcast when we're deep diving into some of these darker subjects. If you were to Google search Little Uzi right now, you'll literally see countless times that he has worn a pentagram as well as performing in and around demonic imagery. And if it's not obvious enough in that, he has lyrics to match, such as his song City Girls, where he states proudly, I make a city girl believe in Satan. Of course, when he first performed this song at Rolling Loud, which is a popular music festival, the lyrics were met with backlash and critiques, and people began questioning Uzi and his brand in general. Could it be that he is truly some type of devil worshipper, or is this all some type of effort of promotion and a way to stand out amongst the crowded landscape that is hip-hop music? Now, if it were 10 or 20 years ago, that particular argument would have merit, but as you look into the entertainment industry as a whole today, you'll see the overwhelming majority of mainstream artists are bearing satanic garb or have videos filled with satanic imagery, throw up satanic signs with their hands, act oddly. I mean, something is going on in Hollywood in the entertainment industry. So the real actual way to stand out in terms of being different in music would be to sing about God or Jesus or positive things. But the songs that have a positive message and try to bring people together and closer to God are mostly suppressed, and the message is therefore not as powerful or not as influential. It's as simple as that. Jesus and God are being taken out of our society as a whole. And the entertainment business is carrying out that agenda more and more with each passing day. But before I get too much off track, more about Little Uzi. Let's hear a clip from a concert a few years ago that caught my ear. Now, in this clip, he's literally telling you, along with me and everybody listening right now, his goal and the truth behind the satanic agenda he has come to embrace to the fullest extent. Let's hear the clip. Wow, I mean, I am still shocked hearing that today. It is just so bold and out in the open with Satanism. But nonetheless, first and foremost, you hear him reference the rapture. I was going to read the entire definition of the rapture, but I just want to shorten it up for the sake of time. Uh, the rapture is the end times. A lot of Christians believe this and generally religious people in general. A lot of people actually believe we are in the rapture currently and are experiencing the end times, but that's a topic for another episode. So when Uzi references the rapture, he's blatantly referring to the end of the world. He's literally telling us we are entering the end times, and he's just completely blatant with it. He also states, if no one is flying up to heaven, that must mean you're going to hell with me. 
So I would ask anyone who believes that all the satanic imagery and music is simply a way for an artist to stand out or be different. Yes, that might make sense in terms of wearing satanic imagery, but why would somebody in front of such a large crowd with such energy in the crowd and such influence use that power to embrace Satan and something inherently evil and negative? I mean, he's literally telling every single one of us what's on his agenda. And I was surprised that most people didn't leave the concert at that very point. But that's also a reminder that many people are asleep when it comes to this very topic and are unaware of it or too scared to believe it. Hence the reason why doing a podcast on this very topic or making a TikTok exposing it further is ever important. You have to realize the overwhelming majority of society truly doesn't know and isn't aware of this kind of deep, sick stuff. While it may seem obvious to me or you or someone else listening to the podcast today, that's exactly why this kind of topic is so important to go into and deep dive into the information. He also says something intriguing when he states, You heard the song a million times and you didn't even know. Here he is referencing the song Exo Tour Life, which up until that point was by far his most successful and marketable hit record. So to me, it certainly seems like he's referring to a negative or demonic hypnosis of some sort. Is it possible that the song itself is opening people up to this negative energy? I did some deep diving in my research this week and I found out that most of the music today that we listen to is rendered at 440 hertz, that being the frequency of the actual music and the sound we are hearing. In my research, I also uncovered that in the 1950s, this particular frequency was universally agreed to throughout music as a whole, as a frequency that they would use to continue with mainstream music, etc. That may seem insignificant until you realize that listening to music at that particular frequency, and you can look this up yourself, can and will increase negative emotions such as anxiety, nervousness, anger, or fear. So why would the music industry want those emotions to be a byproduct of the music that they're putting out, you might ask me? To me, in my personal opinion, the answer is simple. For one, a scared society is much easier to control. That means a society in fear is less willing to question things, instead opting to go with the status quo. And two, like I mentioned, emotions like anxiety, nervousness, and fear are controlling emotions. They make us scared to do things and scared to step outside the box and think outside the box. This means you are less able and willing to stand up against certain systems if you're experiencing these emotions in general, let alone every time you play your favorite music. In my personal opinion, that's why the Hurts were changed in the 50s. It's about control, and when it comes to our government and the powers that be, there's not a doubt in my mind that they will go to extreme lengths to control the masses. In fact, that's key to staying in power. But I digress. I could go on and on about the control of the government, but we will save more of that for another episode. Now, people who've been listening to this podcast since the original version of the Between the Lies podcast, this was about four years ago or so, will remember my episode, like I mentioned earlier, deep diving into Kanye West and some of the theories that go along with that. Since that episode has come out, Kanye West himself has made some jarring claims in terms of confirming some of these so-called theories that are true now that were present at that time and thereafter. Now, since 2010 or before, people have labeled Kanye West as crazy, and even before I looked deep into these conspiracy theories and read between the lines and lies, 
I never bought the narrative that Kanye was crazy. Something in my gut just didn't feel right about that. But nonetheless, here's a clip of Kanye West recently talking to a group of paparazzi and something he said stuck out to me as well as anybody listening, I'm sure, like a sore thumb. Let's play the clip and then go over the details. Here we go. They, they, they try to suppress you, but that's how they try to categorize They can't control me. You get what I'm saying? They can control Shaq. They can control Charles Barkley. They can control LeBron James. They can control Jay-Z and Beyonce. But not you, man. But they can't control me. You not see, you. it ain't no name I won't name. Exactly. It's up. Not you. You know what I'm saying? And just for Minister Farrakhan, I love you, but the way you read that, I took that as a slight. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm taking no disrespect from nobody, so let's get on the phone. Let's talk that out. I don't care who you are. I ain't taking no slights from nobody, right? I ain't taking no slights from nobody. It's God. That's the only person that I serve. My mom ain't here. My mama was sacrificed. Me sure. You understand? Yeah. Sure. Michael Jordan. What about him? His daddy, right? Bill Cosby, his son, right? Dr. Dre, his son. You know, out in Hollywood, a lot of people come up missing. Wow. So clearly here we hear Kanye flat out tell you that people are sacrificed in the music and entertainment industry. And the theory is that's to obtain a certain level of fame and influence. To get to the next level, somebody has to be sacrificed. But I digress. If I was somebody who disagreed with those theories and beliefs, I'm really not sure how I'd be able to dispute that last clip. But anyways, it is true that Kanye West's mom died during a routine cosmetic surgery. This was just months after Kanye's biggest album to date, Graduation, dropped in September of 2007. Just months later, his mom is dead due to a freak accident due to a cosmetic surgery. And then at that point, Kanye West would catapult into stardom of the highest proportions. It's simply a story we see quite often in music and entertainment. It would be one thing if it was just pure coincidence, but you literally have Kanye West himself sitting there confirming it. So then as you hear people call Kanye crazy and demonize him through the media, you have to start to wonder who the crazy ones actually are. Now there have been theories all over the internet for a few years that Kanye West is a clone. I have to be honest and admit that personally I don't believe that theory, at least about Kanye West, and that's just my thoughts and opinion. I do know and believe that the cloning technology exists, and you can rest assured that the government and powers that be have technology that far exceeds our expectations or the limitations we think we have. But at the very least, Kanye West for a long time has been dropping a lot of truth about the dark entertainment industry, and he's been targeted for it. And that's why you see the media call him crazy and take out these crazy headlines about him to take away from the true message, unfortunately. And the moment you hear the media turn on somebody... Trust me, you can rest assured there's probably much truth to what they're actually saying. Now, my personal theory is that Hollywood and the entertainment industry is inherently filled with Satanism and evil, and here's why. Music and the entertainment industry in general are very influential in culture and society as we know it. If suddenly the music and entertainment industry decided to promote positive things and more uplifting content, it could change the world forever. 
but instead they promote negative things such as Ice Spice bursting onto the scene and teaching young girls to be ratchet or Sexy Red being vulgar and so open sexually to the point to me that it's actually truly disturbing. And you can see specifically the intentions through rap music sometimes and the true intention behind it. It's also a known fact that the companies that own the major record labels also own many of the major prisons in the United States. Therefore, these labels push artists that promote crimes such as murder, selling drugs, etc. Music being so influential undoubtedly has a mental and spiritual impact on the people listening to it, especially a younger audience that this music so often captures. It's a non-stop cycle that keeps the prisons open, and not only that, it keeps their business booming. I do want to move on to another blatant example of Satanism and evil in the entertainment industry, though. Let's talk about Marina Abramovich. Abramovich is a Serbian conceptual artist, and some of this definition is right off of Google. So she was born in 1946. She's a Serbian conceptual and performance artist, and her work explores body art, endurance art, feminist art, the relationship between the performer and audience, the limits of the body, and the possibilities of the mind. Now, she's never come out openly and said she is a Satanist, but if you look into Marina Abramovich and some of her demonstrations or whatever she wants to call them, clearly a lot of these are dark-themed and satanically themed. So she's been posing with Baphomet heads, and she's in a lot of the rapper's videos, and in general, she denies being a Satanist openly, but obviously we know these people are going to deny it, but when you have all this satanic imagery around you and have these weird relationships with artists where you're almost like hypnotizing in them stuff I mean some of this just gets really weird she initially burst onto the scene with the Pizzagate theory which I looked into as well and let me tell you there's a lot of weird stuff going on with that as well there's no doubt about it she was actually involved in dinners with the Clintons and the Podestas which were referred to as spirit cooking dinners which I will tell you is one of the weirdest and darkest things you'll ever hear. So spirit cooking is the act of using DNA such as blood, breast milk, sweat, etc. and collecting that some from humans and some from animals and using that as paint and painting them on walls. Now they're painting eerie and cryptic messages as well and yes that sounds absolutely crazy. I urge all my listeners to always do your own research and look into spirit cooking on your own because it's absolutely true. Like I said earlier, there's numerous examples of Abramovich's work and her ties to Satanism. She is pictured a few times with a goat's head, well-known symbolism of the Baphomet, which is a symbol of Satanism in its purest form. She also has ties to the Rothschilds. Now, why do I bring all this up? Marina Abramovich has deep ties to music, mainly the likes of Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Lady Gaga. Now, ask yourself this question. Why would these stars choose to associate themselves with a well-known Satanist? This brings us to the conclusion that I've personally reached on my own. Satanism is wildly rampant in the entertainment industry, and it's not exactly a secret anymore. Specifically talking about Lady Gaga, we will find some true signs of Satanism. Let's get to it. Now, ever since Lady Gaga burst onto the scene, she's been a dark and evil persona for certain. Ever since her first song, Poker Face, we have seen her don demonic garb and show demonic imagery, including but not limited to hand signals such as the 666 you see many artists do with their hand, as well as many instances of the one-eye Illuminati imagery. If you made a collage of all the times that artists have posed with the one-eye symbolism, you could cover an entire house. 
I'm sure of it. This is to exhibit the agenda of Satanism and control, although these days the signs are even more blatant. Lady Gaga also starred in the hotel season of American Horror Story, which is all about harvesting blood from children. Go figure. This would tie deeply into adrenochrome, which is another theory that I personally believe to be a fact, but we can get more into the details on a different episode. But for now, a general definition, adrenochrome is what gets pumped into your blood when you feel adrenaline, sort of like the catalyst for your flight or fight response. So there has long been a theory of adrenochrome being popular in Hollywood. This would mean missing children and people all over the globe are being kidnapped and their blood being harvested for some type of elite drug. Again, it's really a lot to get into, so I can't focus on it for the duration of the show. But nonetheless, that is something that people believe is going on in Hollywood and a huge sign of the occult bleeding into the entertainment business. Lady Gaga has done interviews where she called Marina Abramovich her mentor. She even would experience a session of what seemed to be mind control or something like it with Marina Abramovich and did an interview right after. Of course, Lady Gaga and others refer to Abramovich's work as art, but let's listen to some of this interview with Lady Gaga ourselves and analyze it. It seems to me whatever the so-called art was in this case is very clearly demonic, dark, and occult. As a way to make it through that sort of torture I was feeling. I think it was good for me because this this stage is, you know, it's a place that I started to rely on, I think, very much, and the fans and that interconnection. And when it went away, I had to find a more spiritual connection with uh, with music and art, and I, I'm sort of on that journey path now. So, press pause. The interview's been going for a couple of minutes now, and I noticed something. It's kind of impossible not to. Sometimes before questions, Gaga just shuts her eyes for a couple of minutes. I wonder if she's falling asleep because she's tired. I wonder if I'm boring her. So here in this clip, we literally at a point hear the interviewer cut in with a video she added after the fact, where she states Lady Gaga would close her eyes for minutes before answering some of the questions being posed to her. When the interviewer questions her boldly about what exactly is it that you're doing, we hear Lady Gaga crediting Abramovich and another artist and state that she is centering herself and collecting herself to properly answer the questions. Lady Gaga also talks about being channeled for her art by the likes of Abramovich, etc., and references spirits being in the room with her multiple times in this interview. To find this interview, YouTube search Lady Gaga Fashion Week interview to see the whole thing for yourself. Not only is the interview and the setting creepy, but Gaga literally looks as if she hasn't slept in weeks, and generally she just looks completely out of it. Now for those of us who want to see the so-called demonstration or method that Lady Gaga used, again this method was given to her by Abramovich herself, you can YouTube search the Marina Abramovich method on YouTube. I will warn you this video is extremely disturbing and watching it left me with a bad vibe immediately, so do so in terms of watching the video at your own risk. In the video, Lady Gaga can be seen in the wilderness completely alone and in the background, the sound or mantra or hum uh, can be heard. This is similar to some religions that meditate with a certain mantra or hymn. In deep diving into the meaning of the mantras, I encountered a comment from somebody who is Hindu, and what he said dropped my jaw to the floor. He stated that healing and good meditation, you are supposed to say something more like, um, 
Yes, that may sound silly, but this sound would open you up to good energy, good spirits, as well as a good vibe in general. Repeating the sound that Lady Gaga was hearing for hours isolated in the wilderness would result in negative energy and negative spirits having access to one's body. Therefore, we can reasonably conclude that this meditation or so-called session that Lady Gaga has been through is clearly dark, demonic, and evil. This was clearly some type of negative channeling, whether that be opening herself up to negative spirits or some form of reaffirmed mind control. Nonetheless, watch the Abramovich method for yourself if you're genuinely curious. I can guarantee you will find the sound as well as the visuals eerie and completely disturbing. At the end of the video, Gaga is isolated in the complete darkness and wilderness and repeating wicked words that are sort of like demonic poems almost. Something is definitely up with this. Lady Gaga also has many pictures of her attending celebrity parties that glamorize cannibalism, etc. I guess what I'm getting at is we can reasonably conclude at the very least she is opening herself up to some very dark and occult energy. Just another example of blatant Satanism and dark forces at work in the entertainment industry. There is also footage of Gaga leaving the so-called session with Abramovich, and she literally looks like she isn't there. Lights are on, but no one's home. I invite you guys to look into that as well, because seeing is always believing. I will never talk about things personally I haven't researched deeply. It's just all in a day's work for the Between the Lies podcast. But that video is titled, Lady Gaga Slowly Leaving Her Hotel in London. Yes, that's the real title. Here you can see her in the same exact outfit as from that eerie interview. I almost wish I was making this stuff up, but it is all 100% real. Lastly, I want to circle back to Kanye West and talk about a clear result of MK Ultra or some type of dark forces that he encountered in 2016. In 2016, Kanye West would embark on his most successful and famous tour to date. This was titled the St. Pablo Tour. Though this tour would never finish due to Kanye West stopping the shows for 20 minutes or more and ranting and talking to the audience. These were so-called crazy rants, and I guess to somebody who isn't knowledgeable in these type of dark subjects, it would seem like he's having a mental breakdown or something. Now I want to go over some of the things he was saying, and then we will get into the fallout of those statements. Keep in mind that after this specific so-called crazy Kanye rant, he was institutionalized with something we call a 5150 hold, which we will also get into. It's a psychiatric term. I'm not going to read the entire transcript in the interest of time, but I will go over the important parts that I believe directly led to Kanye West being institutionalized, again, against his own will. So Kanye would state things such as stating that the entire world is being lied to. He references the radio stations brainwashing people by playing the same songs over and over again and not giving any real artists their time to shine. He mentions Barack Obama and his inability to be himself and create real change when he was in office. He is referencing the president as some type of patsy that instead of making a change, instead embraced the system and the evil powers that be. He mentions artists having to publicly support the likes of Hillary Clinton and brainwash voters to think she's the only real one with a chance to win the election against Donald Trump. We see how that turned out. He even mentions that we only have a hundred years on this earth and we need to come together and love each other. Now after this very rant, he would be placed in, like I mentioned, a 5150 psychiatric hold. 
This is a hold placed on somebody who's having a mental breakdown and is a threat to themselves or the people around him. Kanye West would then be taken to UCLA Medical Center for 72 hours as a part of this psychiatric hold. For those of us who've looked into MKUltra and mind control in Hollywood, you won't be surprised to hear that UCLA Medical Center was the stage for some of the original MKUltra experiments. So that's a coincidence too, and you know what we always say about those. A few days after this hold, Kanye West would emerge looking 15 to 20 pounds lighter and donning bleach blonde hair, which is also something we see often in Hollywood with these celebrities that seem to be under some type of mind control. Now, he would still meet with Donald Trump once he was out of this psychiatric hold, which may seem odd to most people. I mean, if he's a mind control patient, why would he still be supporting Donald Trump and not instead be supporting that different agenda, which would be Hillary Clinton's then campaign? In my personal opinion, I think Kanye West is still his own person and therefore has his own free will. If the powers that be were to kill him or make it so that he completely changed his mind and beliefs due to this 5150 psychiatric hold, it would be too obvious anyway. He is somebody that has repeatedly spoken out about the evils of the entertainment industry, and so much so that I believe, personally, that they fear him. And if this particular incident is mind control or some type of dark forces at work, I personally believe that the power of God and the power of good will always prevail. Earlier in the Kanye clip I played for you, you can hear him state plainly that people are sacrificed in Hollywood for the entertainment industry. It really doesn't get more blatant and obvious or real than that. As always, like I say many times, I urge you guys to do your own research into these topics, and you will find that most, if not all, of the current entertainers, specifically in music but in Hollywood as well, seem to be representing a dark and occult agenda and are being controlled right out in the open. There is no doubt in my mind that this is some type of requirement in the entertainment industry to allow these people to further their careers, therefore furthering the dark and satanic agendas of the owners of these giant companies and the elitist interest in the entire world. I ask anybody listening to this to just be more mindful of these dark and sinister agendas that are at work in this crazy world that's only getting crazier by the day. Lastly, I just want to mention I've been getting away from doing the murder mystery topics recently only because I've been fascinated in the last few months completely with conspiracy theories. I kind of just go where my passion and my mind takes me in terms of which topic I'd like to cover next. But if you have a specific topic you'd like to hear me cover, please feel free to comment underneath one of my videos on the Between the Lies podcast TikTok. That's Between the Lies podcast, no spaces, no numbers. And in general, feel free to comment this information or ask me to direct message you. I'm more than willing to hear your feedback as well as talk shop with the listeners. My motivation and goal for this podcast, as always, as well as the TikTok, is to raise awareness in these type of dark subjects and bring them more to the forefront. Whether we know it or not, the majority of people are unaware of some of these sinister things that are going on in this dark world today. Thanks as always for listening to the Between the Lies podcast. I appreciate every single listener, every single person who likes or comments on my TikTok. Even if they might disagree with me, it is still important. I urge the people who are listeners and enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating on the podcast, hopefully five stars, for any type of rating or comment about the show. That will further the algorithm, therefore spreading more truth and furthering the message. 
thank you from the bottom of my heart, as always, for listening to the Between the Lies podcast. Until next time, signing off.